going on, kids? Oh, is your dad, of course. Just had kind of a busy morning, and it's Wednesday, the 9th, November 9th. Your mom has a birthday tomorrow, turning 43. And I figured I, I don't have a lot of work going on right now. I mean, I do, but I'm, I'm going to work kind of late tonight anyways. I thought maybe I will... That's my reverse warning. I don't want to hit something. Um, I figured uh, maybe I'll head to the church. I'll uh, read the last few chapters of Second Chronicles, and then I'll post them all. I have not posted any in a long time. I don't think I've posted the ending of First Chronicles or the, the beginning of Second. So I'm just going to do a huge load, uh, load him up. Thing. I'm gonna just upload all of them. Boy, the phrasing on that could have been better. So, let's see. Your mom wasn't feeling that that well this morning. We uh, what happened was we um, have the spies' first birth uh, birthday first uh, field trip today, and they went to the Oakland Zoo. And your mom kind of muscled me out on chaperoning, so she's chaperoning, which is uh, kind of made me sad. I wanted a chaperone, but I figured I could just work. And but then this morning, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I've not been getting a lot of sleep lately. This morning, your mom woke me up like around eight. I felt so bad. She did all the work today, and she said, "Hey, I'm not feeling good. Maybe you think you could after." Court appearance. Will you appear? Will you come to the zoo and relieve me of, of chaperoning? Because she just wasn't having, just wasn't feeling good. So I did the court appearance. I went to the zoo. She said she's feeling better. I hugged the spy a few times, and then I went home. And when I got home, I thought, you know, it's kind of the middle of the morning. Maybe what I could do is go. I have some time. Why not just go to the church that has pretty good Wi-Fi and then upload all this stuff to the server and be up to date on the podcast. So that's what I'm doing. A lot of things have happened since last time I recorded. A few days ago, I guess it's not a lot, but a few days ago, your mom woke me up. Oh, it's the bridge up. Oh, please say no. Yep, it's up. Oh, island problems. <laughs> uh, your mom woke me up and, like, in the middle of the night, and said, "Call 911." And I said, and I, I got up and I immediately um, started dialing 911. And as soon as your mom said dial that, you know, woke me up, I heard the noise of a, a metal saw. And in the middle of the night, if you hear a metal saw outside someone's stealing something called a catalytic converter it's a part on certain all vehicles have them but some vehicles they're easier to steal and there's precious metal inside the catalytic converter that people can take to recycling plants and get paid for so um i heard the the, the telltale metal sawing noise and I get up 
your mom gets up. She runs out of the house. She tells the guy to stop. The guy responds says something. I don't know what he says. Well, I'm on the line with the police. The police. I'm talking to the police, and I'm saying you know, where we live and all that stuff. And and so I go outside. The sighing's still continuing. I go outside, and I tell your mom to get back inside. <clears throat> and so I yell pretty loudly to the guy. The police are coming. Um, mother, you know, water. And I said that really loud. I said a couple other things. I forgot what the guy said to me. I know he said something. And then he got in his, in his little car and drove off. And the police showed up like an hour later. They were, they were tied up, I guess. Police show up and I go outside and I talk to him. And, and it turns out the guy wasn't able to take the catalytic converter in the first place. So me and your mom stopped crime from happening. So that was um, interesting. A lot of adrenaline. Now your mom's afraid that our house is like a target now for these people. So I'm, I'm essentially Batman now. The street we live on, it's my street. And it's Dark Protector. Now I'm getting my kids to say that I'm Batman, too. So, in the future, I will not go outside. Because some of these guys have guns, and they'll just shoot you. Mm-hmm. kind of don't want to get killed over someone else's catalytic converter. Uh, I know it's not mine, because our cars... It's insanely difficult to get into our cars to get the catalytic converters, the way it's, it's built in. But, like, if you own a Prius... Those are the the main people that, that get um, stolen from because they're easy to grab. In fact, there's like this industry of mechanics that create these metal boxes to mount, to weld on to Priuses to stop the catalytic converters. Oh, so I'm waiting for it to get over the bridge. It's been cold lately, and our room is the coldest because all the windows are pretty much falling out of the frames. So that's that's fun. Luckily, we have an electric blanket. I, I usually run pretty warm, but even lately, I'm cold. I mean, I'm wearing thermals right now. Something my mom would do. <sighs> I mean, if I'm waiting, I might as well start reading. Let's see Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles are on thirty-three. Let's see how far are we? I, I'm tempted to read but I'm like at a stoplight waiting for the bridge to go. Maybe I won't. So me... Next is Ezra. I'm excited to start a new chapter. I really am. You know, I'm... I feel like... <sighs> what I've read so far is very important, but I'm kind of... done hearing about, like, the kings of Israel. I want to hear other stories. Our Bible study 
just is about to finish Second Peter. We did First and Second Peter. We did Romans, and I think we're going to do Hosea next. I want to go into the Old Testament, read some of that. Just get a feel for it. So really, see how I don't know. As Christians, we tend to heavily push the New Testament when we also have the Old Testament. And it's it's tragically overlooked, the Old Testament, by, by Christians. There's this, what is it? There's a, it's called the Jesus Bible I've got. And the tagline, and I've mentioned this before, the tagline is, is uh, every chapter whispers his name. Uh, when is this bridge going to go down? I'm talking for nine minutes, and uh, it takes a while. <sighs> so I'll update you on what you guys are doing lately. Last weekend we did a Cub Scout drive, uh, food drive for the Cub Scouts and I went with the King and the Spy. The King is I think you're shy. I don't think you said you were scared. I think you were just shy. The Spy is not shy and he ran up to all the houses. As, as I walked along I held these huge door hangers like little paper things with a hole in it you put over someone's doorknob. And so I, I walked a certain area, and you guys took turns grabbing them and running to different doorknobs and stuff. Um, so that was good. This Saturday, we're going to pick up all that food. So I'm excited to, to do that with them. Your brother has like a soccer match, and actually, the spy has a soccer match too. So I don't know what I'll be doing. I think I'm gonna go with uh, the king. I'm glad I'm glad he's enjoying Boy Scout or Cub Scouts. Uh, come on, this is so silly. I could have almost been at church by now. It takes about 15 minutes to get there. Waiting for ten, almost eleven minutes. Where are we? Ten or eleven minutes? Little, little crazy. I want to put this on pause for a second. Okay, so it turns out the bridge was broken. Like they, even though the bridge went down, people still were waiting for the bridge to, to um for the gate to open so people could drive through and the gate never opened so I took the long way around and I there's another bridge I took and then I'm just turning to the church parking lot now it's one heck of a journey so I'm pulling in they have a pretty good coffee shop here we'll get some coffee do a little reading and uh, try and upload all this stuff these the trees in the church parking lot were larger so it'd be better better shade but there isn't which is fine 
of shaded. There we go. Huh. Nice, pleasant day. All right. Let's do this. Second Chronicles 33. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. For he built the high places that his father Hezekiah had broken down, and he erected altars to, Baal, to the Baals, made Asheroth, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and, and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he burned his sons as an offering in the valley of the son of Hinnom and used fortune-telling and omens and sorcery and dealt with mediums and with necromancers. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. And the carved image of the idol that he had made set, he set in the house of God. Wow. Whew. Of which God said to David and to Solomon, his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever, and I will no more remove the foot of Israel from the land that I appoint for your fathers. If only they will be careful to do all that I have commanded them, all the law, the statutes, and the rules given through Moses. Manasseh led Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem astray to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the people of Israel. That's interesting. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they paid no attention. Therefore the Lord brought upon them the commanders of the army of the king of Assyria, who captured Manasseh with hooks and bound him with chains of bronze and brought him to Babylon. When he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Afterward, he built an outer wall for the city of David west of Gihon in the valley and for the entrance into the fish gate and carried it around Ophel and raised it to a very great height. He also put commanders of the army in all the fortified cities in Judah, and he took away the foreign gods and the idol from the house of the Lord, and all the altars that he had built on the mountain of the house of the Lord in the, Jerusalem, and he threw them outside the city. He also restored the altar of the Lord and offered on it sacrifices of peace offerings and of thanksgiving, and he commanded Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed to the high places, but only to the Lord their God. Okay? That's interesting. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and his prayer to his God and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. Behold, they are in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. And his prayer and how God was moved by his entreaty and all his sin and all his faithlessness and the sites in which he built high places and set up the ashram and the images before he humbled himself. Behold, they are written in the chronicles of the seers. So Manasseh slept with his fathers, and they buried him in his house. And Amon, his son, reigned in his place. Amon was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and Manasseh, his father, as Manasseh, his father, has done. Amon sacrificed to all the images of, that Manasseh, his father, had made and served them. And he did not humble himself before the Lord, as Manasseh, his father, had humbled himself. But this Amon incurred guilt more and more, and his servants conspired against him and put him to death in his house. But the people of the land struck down all those who had conspired against King Amon, and the people of the land made Josiah, his son, king in his place. 
chapter 34. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of David his father, and he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Nor in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet a boy, he began to seek the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the ashram and the carved and the metal images. And they chopped down the altars of the Baals in his presence, and he cut down the incense altars that stood above them, and he broke in pieces the ashram and the carved and the metal images that he made. And he made dust of them, and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He also burned the bones of the priests on their altars, and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, and as far as Naphtali and their ruins, all around he broke down the altars, and beat the ashram and the images into powder, and cut down all the incense altars throughout all the land of Israel. Then he returned to Jerusalem. Now in the eighteenth year of his reign, when he had cleansed the land and the house, uh, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Micaiah, the governor of the city, and jo- Joah, the son of Johaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. They came to Hilkiah, the high priest, and gave him the money that had been brought into the house of God, which the Levites, the keepers of the threshold, had collected from Manasseh and Ephraim, and from all the remnant of Israel, and from all Judah and Benjamin, and from the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And they gave it to the workmen who were working in the house of the Lord, and the workmen who were working in the house of the Lord gave it for repairing and restoring the house. They gave it to the carpenters and the builders to buy quarried stone and timber for binders and beams for the buildings that the kings of Judah had let go to ruin. And the men did the work faithfully. Over them were set Jahath and Obadiah the Levites of the sons of the Merari, and Zechariah and Meshulam of the sons of the Kohathites to have oversight. The Levites... All who were skillful with instruments of music were over the burden bearers and directed all who did work in every kind of service. And some of the Levites were scribes and officials and gatekeepers. While they were bringing out the money that had been brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given through Moses. Then Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan. Further reported, and gave the book to Shaphan. Shaphan brought the book to the king and further reported to the king all that was committed to your servants they are doing. They have emptied out the money that was found in the house of the Lord and have given it to the hand of the overseers and the workmen. Then Shaphan the secretary told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it before the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah, Ahikam, and the son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Isaiah, the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. So Hilkiah and those whom the king had sent went to Huldah, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tokath, son of Hazra, the keeper of the wardrobe. Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter and spoke to her to that effect. And she said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon its inhabitants. All the curses that are written in the book that was read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have made offerings to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath 
will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourselves before God, when you heard his words against this place and its inhabitants, and you have humbled yourself before me and have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, declares the Lord. Behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring upon this place and its inhabitants. And they brought back word to the king. Then the king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, and the king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the priests and the Levites, all the people, both great and small, and he read in their heart, hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. Then he made all who were present in Jerusalem and in Benjamin join in, in it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers, and Josiah took away all the abominations from all the territory that belonged to the people of Israel, and made all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. All his days they did not turn away from the following the Lord, the God of their fathers. One second. Chapter 35. Josiah kept a Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem, and they slaughtered the Passover lamb on the fourteenth day of the first month. He appointed the priests to their offices and encouraged them in their service of the house of the Lord. And he said to the Levites who taught all Israel and who were holy to the Lord, Put the holy ark in the house that Solomon the son of David, king of Israel, built. You need not carry it on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people of Israel. Prepare yourselves according to your father's houses by your divisions as prescribed in the writing of David, king of Israel, and the document of Solomon his son. And stand in the holy place according to the groupings of the father's houses, of your brothers, the lay people, and according to the division of the Levites by father's household, and slaughter the Passover lamb, and consecrate yourselves, and prepare for your brothers to do according to the word of the Lord of Moses. Then Josiah contributed to the lay people his Passover offerings for all who were present, lambs and young goats from the flock to the number of thirty thousand and three thousand bulls. These were from the king's possessions, and his officials contributed willingly to the people, to the priests, and to the Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, the chief officers of the house of God, gave to the priests for the Passover offerings 2,600 Passover lambs and 300 bulls. Conaniah also, and Shemaiah, and Nathanael, and his brothers, Hashabiah, and Jeel, Josabad, the chiefs of the Levites, gave to the Levites for the Passover offering 5,000 lambs and young goats and 500 bulls. When the service had been prepared for the priests, had, when, excuse me, when the service had been prepared for, the priests stood in their place, and the Levites in their divisions, according to the king's command, and they slaughtered the Passover lamb, and the priests threw the blood that they received from them, while the Levites flayed the sacrifice. And they set aside the burnt offerings, that they might distribute them according to the groupings of the fathers' houses of the lay people to offer to the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. So they did with the bulls. And they roasted the Passover lamb with the fire, according to the rule, and they boiled the holy offerings in pots and cauldrons and in pans, and carried them quickly to all the lay people. And afterward they prepared for themselves and for the priests, because the priests, the sons of Aaron, were offering the burnt offerings and the fat parts until night. So the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests, the sons of Aaron. The singers, the sons of Asaph, were in their place, according to the command of David. And Asaph and Heman, 
and Judithan, the king's seer, and the gatekeepers were at each gate. They did not need to depart from their service, for their brothers, the Levites, prepared for them. So all the service of the Lord was prepared that day to keep the Passover and to offer burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord, according to the command of King Josiah. And the people of Israel who were present kept the Passover at that time and the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days. No passer, no Passover like it had been kept in Israel since the days of Samuel the prophet. None of the kings of Israel had kept such a Passover as was kept by Josiah. And the priests and the Levites and all Judah and Israel were present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the eighteenth year of the reign of Josiah, the Passover was kept. After all this, when Josiah had prepared the temple, Necho, king of Egypt, went up to fight at Carchemish on the Euphrates, and Josiah went out to meet him. But he sent envoys to him, saying, What have we to do with each other, king of Judah? I am not coming against you this day, but against the house with which I am at war, and God has commanded me to hurry. See, supposing God, who is with me, lest he destroy you. Nevertheless, Josiah... No, nevertheless, Josiah did not turn away from him, but disguised himself in order to fight with him. He did not listen to the words of Necho from the mouth from the mouth of God, but came to fight in the plain of Megiddo. And the archers shot King Josiah, and the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am badly wounded. So his servants took him out of the chariot and carried him in a second chariot and brought him to Jerusalem. And he died and was buried in the tombs of his fathers. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Jeremiah also uttered a lament for Josiah, and all the singing men and singing women had spoken of Josiah in their laments to this day. They made these a rule in Israel. Behold, they are written in the laments. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and his good deeds, according to what is written in the law of the Lord, and his acts, first and last, behold, they are written in the books of the kings of Israel and Judah. Chapter 36 the people of the land took Jehoaz, the son of Josiah, and made him king in his father's place in Jerusalem. Jehoaz was 23 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Then the king of Egypt deposed him in Jerusalem and laid on the land a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. And the king of Egypt made Elikim, the brother of king of Judah, see, and the king of Egypt made Elikim, his brother, king of Judah in Jerusalem, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Jehoaz, his brother, and carried him to Egypt. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Against him came up Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also carried part of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his palace in Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and the abominations that he did and what was found against him Behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, and Jehoiakim, his son, reigned in his place. Jehoiakim was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. That's really specific. In the spring of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar sent and brought him to Babylon with the precious vessels of the house of the Lord, and made his brother Zedekiah king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning to the Lord, the God of Israel. All the officers of the priests and the people likewise were exceedingly unfaithful, following all the abominations of the nations. And they polluted the house of the Lord that he made holy in Jerusalem. 
the Lord, the God of their fathers, sent persistently to them by messengers because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. And they kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets, until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people, until there was no remedy. Therefore he brought up against them the king of the Chaldeans, who killed their young men with a sword in the house of their sanctuary, and had no compassion of young man or virgin, old man or aged. He gave them all into his hand, and all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king and of his princes. All these he brought to Babylon, and they burned the house of God, and broke down the wall of Jerusalem, and burned all its palaces with fire, and destroyed all its precious vessels. He took into exile in Babylon those who had escaped from the sword, and they became servants to him and to his sons until the establishment of the king of Persia, to fulfill the word of the Lord by mouth, by the mouth of Jeremiah, until the land had enjoyed its Sabbaths. All the days that it lay desolate, it kept Sabbath to fulfill seventy years. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you, all of his people, may the Lord his God be with him. Let him go up. It's an amazing epilogue. It's amazing what God does. Even people that are our enemies, God God can touch. It's surprising. You know, at the end, it's all these people, all these kings did all this terrible stuff. Some kings did great stuff. Most didn't. Even the good kings we talk about, David, Solomon, Hezekiah, they they weren't perfect, and they were punished for it. Even Josiah was. So, I'm just rolling my windows up. I would say, uh, we're going to learn later on, there's a lot of Jews that did not leave and go back to their their holy land. And there's going to be some severe repercussions for that. So we'll, uh, I'm excited to get into that. So anyways, I'm going to sign off now and do some work. I love you all. And uh, if you see this podcast, see that I just dumped the entire book of Chronic- Second Chronicles. It's, that's what I'm about to do right now. Do a lot of editing. and So anyways, I love you all. Give your mom a call. Give me a call if you're bored. And if you, if you can't, don't worry about it. Don't guilt yourself if you don't call us that much. I get it. I know your lives are busy, probably. But uh, I love you just the same. So, have a wonderful day, kids. Love God. Love each other. Call your mom. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. The Bible says he's a king of the Jews. He's a king of Israel. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. David said the heavens declare the glory of God. And the fundament showeth his handiwork. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his soulless supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. 
Well, well, he's enduring this fall. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's impurely powerful. And he's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's august. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. Well, he's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in high criticism. He's a fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. And that's my king. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He starves God and he dies. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? Well, my king is a key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. He's a master of the mighty. He's a captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's the king of kings. And he's the lord of lords. That's my king. Yeah. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you. But he, he's indescribable. He's indescribable. Yes. Yeah. He, he's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I'm trying to tell you, the heavens of heavens cannot contain him, let alone a man explaining him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him. And you can't live without him. Well, Pharisees couldn't stand him. But they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Yeah. 
He always has been, and he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor, and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him, and there'll be nobody after him. You can't even teach him, and he's not going to resign. That's my point. Is the kingdom and the power and the glory. The glory is all his. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. And when you get through with all of the forever, then amen. <laughs>